This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hi, this is Virginia, and this is Wait, You've Never Seen, a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today, Shane is sitting this one out. I am joined by special guest Andrea to discuss Wait, You've Never Seen Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. (laughs) Tell us about yourself, Andrea. Hi, uh, my name's Andrea. I, um... I'm a writer and a feminist activist, and I currently live in California, but soon I'm going to move home to Texas, and yay, Um, and I'm super excited to talk about this terrible movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like for trigger warnings and whatnot up front, it's basically the whole movie revolves around these men like trying to win these women and then ultimately kidnap and hold them hostage for nine months yep so um yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of what you would expect from an 1850s western type you know what i'm saying do you have anything to (laughs) (laughs) no um and it's like i think the other thing is that it's like um the, you know, I mean, we'll get into this, I guess, you know, in the end, it all kind of like works out. But like, in terms of like the actual content, like, it's very, like, disturbing. Like, it's not like, wacky, fun kidnap time. It's like a horrible experience with crying and yelling. So like, if if that's if you just don't want to see a bunch of women be made to do a bunch of shit against their will, this is probably not the film for you. I would agree with that. So, tell me, what you had you even heard of this movie before? Like, what were three things that you expected? <laughs> um, I had I had heard of the movie before. Um, I was a theater kid in high school, so like my musical, I'm familiar with a lot of musicals, even though like I haven't necessarily seen a ton of musicals. Um, so what I expected were, um, I expected people to have better teeth than we might strictly expect people living <laughs> on the Oregon frontier in 1850 to have, which, correct. True, um, yes. I expected a whole mess of racism, which actually was surprisingly, at least overtly absent in the film, which right. I was uh, shocked about. <laughs> I don't think I saw a non-white face in that bunch. Right, so it's about, the racism in the film is about erasure and not about uh, active bigotry, exactly. I guess, yes. right? Um, and then the third thing that I expected was a sassy, anachronistic lady who can only be tamed by the right man for her. Um, which is like <laughs> sort of like sort, sort of, of yeah. what Millie is, right? So right. yeah. <laughs> so on a scale from one stars to five stars, what would you have given it before you watched it? Uh, I said two stars. Two stars. Okay. So you were like not really expecting to like it then. I was not. I don't. I I would say like this. Even even if like 
<clears throat> the content was something that I particularly enjoyed. I just don't, like, I am not into this genre of musical, and I'm not into this era of filmmaking. So I am so sorry. There's just a lot going on there that I was probably never really going to enjoy. But I am very happy to watch it for your sake and also to discuss it with you, because I'm dying to know what, how in the world you came to enjoy this film. <laughs> so um, before we get to that, what is okay. your um, one sentence TV guide summary? Okay, <clears throat> it is. Even men who set out to steal land from Native American people are too fucking helpless and lazy to do it all by themselves, so they seek out wives to burden with their bullshit and enlist in the grand project of white settler colonial colonialism. That yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you like to hear what IMDB's slightly tamer description would be? <laughs> yes, please lay it on um, me. So, uh, surprise, well, it's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers from 1954. Surprisingly rated G. Wow. I would, I would wow. guess at least a PG. Um, it's an hour and 42 minutes comedy drama musical. And it <laughs> says in eight, well, see, it's, it's wrong right off the bat because it says Oregon and not Oregon Territory. Hello. Mm -hmm. So it says in 1850, Oregon, when a backwoodsman brings a wife home to his farm, his six brothers decide that they want to get married too. Yeah, I mean, more or less. That's, that's, yes, without all the details. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so obviously... Um, it met your expectations in some ways and not so much in others. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I'm, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to, like, it, um, the, the, well, okay, so I was obviously disappointed that the central plot is about the rape and kidnapping of multiple women. Like, that sucks. So, like, that, just, like, any other criticism I make of the film, like, obviously falls beneath that central criticism. Uh, but I just didn't like the music. I was really disappointed. Like, I just didn't find any of it, like, particularly catchy. And I was super disappointed about that. I thought that I was at least going to be into the, into the tunes. Right. But they didn't really grab me. I will tell you, I did not, I, I watched this, um, last weekend and I watched it with the captions on because I watch everything with the captions on now. And I will tell you, uh -huh. I have watched this movie so many times and I did not know some of the words to these songs until I watched it last weekend with the captions on. Like, <laughs> it's it's really hard to understand some of the words sometimes. And yeah, it's very, they like, they like vibrato in that movie a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody um, does. It was amazing. So tell me, is this is this movie going to join the ranks of Beetlejuice with the lowly one star after <laughs> you have watched it? Um, in fact, it's worse than that. Uh, I after watching, I gave it negative stars. Oh well. <laughs> so I guess once yes, I will I will give it the lowest. Well, how many star. negative stars? Um, I would say like three or four. Okay, probably. Okay. Yeah, I don't think people should watch this movie. I definitely don't think children should watch this movie. Um, and it's bonkers to me. Like, when I was live tweeting it, so many people were tweeting at me and talking about how they'd watched this movie as children and loved it. I mean, like, dozens and dozens yes. of people. Um, and that's how you came to it, right? Like, you watched it as a kid? Yeah. Um, my mom had it on VHS, I believe it was. And my sisters and I, and my, bro my brother is much younger than us, so him to a smaller degree. 
we would watch it and try to do the dances and like there's a scene where all of the the women are in like the men's bedroom because they're staying in the house. Millie won't let the boys stay in the house. And so they're like doing this little, oh, we want to get married dance. And we would always try to do like, so for, for me specifically, it always reminds me of, you know, oh, those times when we were little and we tried to do this and that and the, watching it. I watched it when I was older, like maybe I, I have a 20 year old stepdaughter and I remember watching it the first time with her. I had come to this realization before this, but like I watched it. And I'm like, what the fuck was my mother letting us watch? What the hell is this? Like, and so when I watched it with Angelica, I'm like, okay, I, this is, you know, fun, dancing, singing. It's all great. Okay. But this behavior is not except they should not have done this. Like you have to have that. I mean, she could probably quote you chapter and verse on what I tell her about that movie whenever we watch it. But it's just like, yeah, I I grew up thinking that that was okay, and then when I finally had that realization, I was just I was I was in shock for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's so. I mean, the thing the thing also is that I mean, while the messages of the film are atrocious, and they do seem somewhat dated like in general the way relationships are portrayed is not like wildly far off from like mainstream pop culture rom-com narratives of today right like it's right. still like this creepy like you know the couple sort of doesn't like each other at first and like maybe the guy's kind of mean to her but she like mm -hmm. straightens him out or he teaches her how to loosen up and then it's all fine in the end like that's all like it's just kind of a a, a same a song veneer. different verse yeah exactly yeah yep no pun intended since it's a musical <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um this movie in the opening credits says that it's based on the short story the sobbing women sobbing mm -hmm. women by Stephen vincent either benet or bennett or bennett i'm not sure which but that story itself was based on the ancient roman legend of depending on who's translating it either the abduction of the Sabine women or the rape of the Sabine women. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that kind of gives you, you know what you're looking at right there. It's, it's, it tells you right in the, in the title. You're, they're <laughs> kidnapping or raping or both. So, which something, I actually did the math this time. I had never sat down and done the math. Sorry to keep, like, pointing all of this stuff out. Um, <laughs> they were actually, so maybe we should say, you go ahead and tell me what you thought about the actual kidnapping scene, and then I'll tell you the math of how long they were kidnapped for. Oh, my God. Okay? Um. Let's do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the thing is, the kidnapping does not occur until, like, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes into the film. Like, it's so long before the women get kidnapped. And that was also part of what I found to be so stressful about watching it was that, like, I knew, like, the only thing I knew about this movie was that a bunch of women were going to get kidnapped and forced married, right? And I was, like, dreading it the whole time, and it never fucking happens. And then finally, a half hour before the movie is over, these creepy dudes... And, like, look, I don't care. I actually preferred the six brothers when they were just, like, rough-and-tumble dipshits to the, like, dressed-up dipshit version of them. <laughs> um, 
Like I give me a give me a shit bag dip, dipshit instead of like a dancing dipshit. I think. Um, <laughs> um, so okay, so I kept waiting for the kidnapping to come, and it never fucking came. Uh, and then finally, like the, it was so mm, just viscerally awful. Like the women are like forcibly. It's not they aren't tricked, right? Like it is. It is a forcible kidnapping they're shoved in a wagon they are like ridden away in this wagon and like they're screaming and crying and then the men are fucking singing about it right and the women just hate it like they are terrified they're like holding each other i mean it's really it's like actually scary right and then they're being pursued by the men of the village who are like, how dare you steal my property? Right. And, like, which is another, like, because the thing is, like, you're watching them and you're thinking, like, well, I don't want them to be kidnapped, but also, like, do I really want them to go back to this, like, load of dudes in the village who obviously just see them as, like, cattle to be traded? Right. Right. Prizes to Um, be won. Exactly. And so then when I was watching, I was like, ooh, I hope there's an avalanche. (laughs) <laughs> not knowing that there actually is an avalanche coming in the thing. And I was like, ooh, team avalanche, like, let's do it. Um, and then the avalanche actually comes and prevents the women from escaping because the path is blocked, and then they're trapped for an amount of time that I think is going to be shocking, and you're going to tell me now. <laughs> the thing that that bothered me the most about the avalanche was that it was like, they said, okay, go ahead and let them scream so that the avalanche would happen. Like, their exactly. cries of terror are what caught quote cause the avalanche. Yeah, so, it's so like as a metaphor for victim blaming, it's amazing. Right. Um, so that I finally sat down and did the math of this because as I was growing up, the the very end where they hear the baby crying, uh huh, and the preachers all, oh no, anything but that, and I'm like, how they haven't to me in my little girl mind, it's like no. Mommy was pregnant for a lot longer than those girls were up there. <laughs> so when they when they do their dance in their underwear in the bedroom, uh-huh. Um, she said one of the main women characters says something like, "Oh, we've been up here for 2 months and all it's done is snow." So when they start singing that June Bride song, the first month they mention is November. So if you think uh-huh. they've been there 2 months in November, they started in September. They leave in May. That's nine months. Yeah. So finally, yeah. like, that makes sense that, oh, they would assume that the rape had occurred. Some One of these women had a baby. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Oh, so my God. it's just, and then, of course, you know, the shotgun wedding at the end. That was, that was great. Right. Yeah. Yep. But these... These women, the other six women, like you were saying, were forcibly abducted from their homes. One of the women was like, she was putting a pie in the windowsill, and the dude just uh-huh. like pulled her right out the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, and they make it like it's a little bit cartoonish, a right. little bit. But the thing that makes cartoons tolerable is that they're cartoons. So, right. like, when you see a human man drag a woman out of a window, it's just not funny. Right. Well. <laughs> So they were forcibly abducted. Millie herself, I feel, was tricked. Oh, like, absolutely. She was coerced. Yeah. He 
conveniently left out that he lived with his six. See, the thing is, how did no one else tell her, though? I would assume someone in that town knew. Right? That he like, had they six have brothers. to know that, like, oh, what's Adam? Is that his name? Like, lives up there yeah. with six yahoos, for sure. Right, right. So, yeah, I felt. And then when. I, I really feel for Millie in this movie because, oh, yeah. like, especially when she makes them all sleep in the barn. I'm like, you're the best ever because they're animals. That's what they are. Yup. Um, so, yeah, I just, I really felt for her, especially when he didn't, like, he gives this perfunctory cough like he's going to say, oh, by the way, um, yeah, I have six brothers when she starts doing her big song when they're uh-huh. heading. But then he never tells her. Nope. Because he knows she would fucking bail. She'd be like, bye, no yep. thank you. Yep. Because who would who would choose this life? I mean, I don't know. It's probably reflective of most women's lives in that situation in that era. But still, it sucks. I agree. <laughs> so did you recognize <sighs> Julie Newmar as Miss Dorcas? I did. Dorcas I did. After, after a couple of people pointed her out, I was like, oh, Catwoman. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the fuck out of that Batman when I was a kid because it was always on Nick and Night, and I really, really loved it. Oh, really? So, yes. Also, she's so pretty and delightful, and I love her. She is really awesome. How did you like the, um, as I prefer to call it, the dance battle? <laughs> um, I did like the dance battle. Um, I thought that... Um, Lots of people, like I said, when I was live tweeting it, people were talking to me about it. Lots of people compared it to West Side Story. And I have to say, like, I think it might be more impressive than West Side Story in this particular way. Although, obviously, West Side Story is the far better piece of art. Oh, yeah. Um, I love that it's about a fucking barn. <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's so... It's it's the only, like, enjoyable, to my mind, it's the only enjoyable part of the film. And it does go on. It is, like, 80 or 90 minutes long. So that's... <laughs> it's three quarters, bit. three quarters of the movie, and then the, and then the kidnapping happens <laughs> for the, the last kidnap. quarter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, that, man. I mean, but that's what, like, everybody was saying, you know, when, when I was tweeting about it, they were saying how much they loved, they loved the dance battle. Um, did you try to recreate it with your siblings? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially the part, the very beginning where they walk up to each other and curtsy, you know, uh-huh. and then walk back. That was, that was our favorite part. So absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's so great, right? That like, as a, it's perfect that it's a dance battle, just period. But then that like, the upshot of the thing is that Toxic masculinity prevents these assholes from building the thing that they all need, (laughs) a barn, right? That, like, they can't even fucking get their shit together enough to build a goddamn barn, the thing that will keep their food dry and their animals safe and all the things. Right. Right, exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. So. Such a a bad movie. Before we go on to the Bechdel test, do you have any anything else to add? Um, 
I just want to say, on behalf of Millie, I am upset that Adam fucking sat out the birth in his little right? cabin up in the woods. Oh my god. And nobody thinks it's weird. Everybody's just like, well, I guess Adam's up in the cabin. Like, why would the dad be there for the birth of his daughter? And how fucked up is it that, like, it's not until, ooh, this shit. Until, it's not until that asshole has a baby daughter that he's like, ooh, mm, I don't know, maybe raping women is bad. Right. Right, exactly. I kind of, I mean, obviously the kidnapping thing is horrible. We've established. I shudder to think what Millie would have gone through childbirth-wise if it had just mm-hmm. been, if it would have just been the seven brothers there. Right? With no women. Oh my, oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Like. Well, in that case, I guess I'm glad they got kidnapped. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The kidnapping is bad, but let's just right. recognize something there. Yeah. Oof. So the Bechdel test, it it does pass. It kind of su- mm-hmm. it kind of surprised me um, when Millie and the future brides are at the uh, the dance battle. When Millie first arrives, the women are like, "Oh, it's Millie," and then they say, "Oh, Millie, we love you," and she's like, "Oh, Alice, how are you?" So they don't. I mean, the guys are right yeah. there, but they don't talk about it. And yeah, then, and they're having a conversation together. With named characters that aren't about a man. That's the Bechdel test, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then when the women aren't... I, I kept telling Shane, like, I don't know why you don't like this movie. I mean, the women are dancing around in their underwear in their bedroom. Like, what's not to like? Look, they're even swinging around poles. Like, um, But before they start singing about how they want to get married and dancing around poles and stuff, um, they talk about, like, oh, the snow sucks, and oh, read to us, and let me fit your dress. And so they have, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still very domestic-related conversations, but it doesn't center around a man. So Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which in a movie with, you know, seven men, I I guess that's something. It is something, yeah. (laughs) In its defense, there is that, I suppose. <laughs> but the Bechdel uh, test is only a test of, like, women's characters and agency, not about whether something is feminist. So, right, fine. right. It's the, bare, <laughs> it's the bare minimum, yes. Right. <laughs> um, I think um, I mentioned earlier, like, I feel especially bad. Well, I don't really feel bad because I didn't like Beetlejuice, but I feel like... <laughs> Um, a kindred spirit with those Beetlejuice lovers now because it's like a movie you do love as a child and I will still watch this movie. I own it on DVD. I'm sure my sisters and I will still will be 60 years old still trying to recreate these dance scenes. But I can understand how a new viewer such as yourself will come in here and be like, this is the worst. Mo- this should burn in eternal fire. I totally get it. I Personally, me, I have... I have accepted the awfulness and will continue to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I accept your acceptance uh, and uh, have indefensible things that I like as well. (laughs) So I appreciate the fact that you have just owned your appreciation for this terrible film. So I didn't, I didn't really notice any sort of disability portrayal because frankly, I mean, you have to be like, like this able-bodied backwoodsman, whatever, to be in the Oregon Territory and do, in addition to doing all of the dancing and whatnot that the theater people would want you to do. Right. So I didn't, um, unless you had noticed something, I didn't really notice anything offhand. 
No, not at all. I mean, you know, because I knew I was looking for it, obviously, because I knew that we were going to talk about it. But I, the thing that I was struck by was just like how, um, like, I in general, I don't imagine like 1850s America was a real fucking like easy place to be living with the disability period. But like uh, the Oregon frontier, Oregon territory, probably even worse. Probably. Um, and I, I was thinking, so uh, two week actually, the weekend before I watched this film, uh, Patrick and I, my husband, um, had driven from, we drove from San Francisco out to Lake Tahoe um, on the Nevada-California border. Um, and we, it, in going there, you go through the Donner Pass. Oh, my and goodness. So, oh, yeah. Um, and so we listened to all of the like podcasts and stuff about the Donner Party and all of this shit, right? Um, and how like um, when people went on wagon trains, they didn't ride in the wagon; they walked, which right. I didn't realize. Um, and then I'm thinking like them like trudging through the snow, trying to get a fucking wagon up a mountain and down a mountain and around another mountain and da 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 da. Like there's just no place for anybody with a with a disability in any like this like you know mythological manifest destiny. This narrative is just entirely like absent of people with disabilities. Exactly. Exactly. So. Are there any, I can't imagine that there are, but are there any pop culture references that you now understand having seen your Negative Stars movie? <laughs> um, uh, well, it's not a pop culture reference, but I didn't, I did, I was not aware of the original story. Is it Plutarch? Uh, the Yes, the book yeah. that she, oh yeah, and then did you like how she, he tried to blame her? So Adam tried to blame Millie for the kidnapping because the story was in her book uh-huh. of Plutarch's Lives. The story, uh, so yes, the book was Plutarch's Lives. Yeah, I actually I was not uh, I was not aware of that particular piece of of canonical literature. So it did help me understand that, and I wish that I hadn't. <laughs> I yeah, sorry about that. I'm so, I cannot apologize enough for this. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I don't I think it's fun. like it gives me a window into like you and your personality and like your childhood that I find like it's an interesting thing to know about you so like <laughs> I don't I, you know I, I'm fine with that hour and 40 minutes like I don't I don't need that back it's it was it's very enjoyable getting to talk about it with you <laughs> well I'm definitely going to be linking to your live like your live tweets of this movie because I was Great. dying laughing and feeling bad at the same time so this one might be fun how would the movie be different with today's technology you know 175 years later (laughs) oh my god uh you must have given this some thought i'm interested in your answer to this question well um i mean feminist issues aside if there uh-huh. was an avalanche, you could just call the um, avalanche police to bring their helicopter to come uh-huh. get you. Sure. Or whatever. I live in. I have lived in Texas all my life. I have no idea what you do for an avalanche. I the avalanche police. <laughs> That's all I can think of. So they wouldn't have been stranded up there for nine months, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like that's that's the main one that comes to mind because it's like if they could just get them back, then you know. Well, right. then we can deal with 
you know, the more general issues, but the avalanche right. is the pressing issue. You know what I'm saying? Well, but also, like, in the first place, old Adam could have just gone on Tinder True. and found a hookup, and he wouldn't have had to go to town to find the one willing woman to lie to to bring her back, right? He could have gone on right. the... What's the, um, what's the dating website for farmers? Oh, my God. Oh, you man. It's called um, yes, Farmers... I, I, um... I have to look this up. <laughs> I want to call it Farmers Select, but that can't be what it's called. Hold on. Right. Okay. Dating website. Farmersonly.com. Farmers Only. He just would have gone on Farmers Only and found himself a woman that really wanted to, you know, pitch it up and live in the woods and chop wood and care for all of his dipshit brothers forever. I mean, there there are those, like, survivalist people who, like, uh-huh. totally dig that sort of thing. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh god. So, is there anything else you would like to discuss before we wrap it up? <laughs> um, what else if there's anything else? But oh, I do like shout out to the ladies. Like they looked really good for living in a hovel house for 9 months. Like their hair was adorable. Their fucking corsets and pantaloons were crisp and white. Which like, they, they only came with what was on their backs. So right. they're wearing the same pantaloons for nine months. <laughs> oh, God, they would have been filthy. Um, oh, my God. I, they what really... If what if what? they're all on their periods? I didn't even think about that. Like, what Oh, you, you know they would sync up. Of course they would. But, I mean, how do you have that many, you know... Belt style pads or whatever they fuck they used in 1915. You know I bet they didn't even have those. I bet they had like rag. Like I'm sure that it was uh, not even I something right. as fancy as a belt, as a menstrual belt. Like I'm sure it was just like a <laughs> lot of cotton in your drawers. Probably. I need oh, to brush Jesus. up on my menstrual history. <laughs> well, they, they sorry, looked delightful. You. Well, I'm just saying they looked delightful while being abused and kidnapped. So there's that, yes. I suppose. <laughs> yes. They were all adorable. They were. Anything else? No. This was delightful. Thank you for introducing me to this awful film. Well, why don't you tell... Thank you for joining me, first of all. <laughs> Where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh, they can find me on Twitter at Andrea Grimes, A-N-D-R-E-A-G-R-I-M-E-S. Um, and I have a podcast of my own called Tomato Pickup. It's about Bloody Marys. Um, comes out a couple of times a month. You can go to patreon.com slash tomato pickup uh, and subscribe there. So what I'm hearing is they should go listen to your podcast, Fix Themselves a Little Drink, then come over to our podcast, watch a little movie, yes. like a drink movie combo. You should 100% be drunk for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for this show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotato.com. Episode transcripts and links to what we talked about are available on our website at WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter under WaitYNS, and you can also email us at WaitYou'veNeverSeen at gmail.com. So leave us some feedback. Let us know if you have any suggestions for movies we should watch. That's the show for today. Next time, Shane will be returning and we'll be watching Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It's a good one. Thanks for listening. <laughs>